Hey everybody, it is Wednesday and uh, welcome to my channel here on Anchor. It's Chris and uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, book to film adaptions. The main reason I'm talking about this today is uh, the new IT adaption is coming to theaters next month and I'm really excited for it. Um, it, it is one of my favorite books, especially by Stephen King. I love his works. So I'm really excited for it. And uh, definitely recommend checking out the book if you haven't. Um, pretty much if Stephen King has written a book and it's huge and it's large, um, it's going to be good. Um, and so uh, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite book-to-film adaptions uh, out there. And um, for me, I've always been a fan of reading ever since I could pick up a book. Uh, my dad used to read to me when I was a little kid in bed, and it just kind of grew from there. So, And then, of course, my love for films actually really began with a book-to-film adaption, which was Jurassic Park in 1993. Uh, definitely one of my all-time favorite adaptions, and uh, based on Michael Crichton's uh, book from the 80s. I'm not sure what year it came out, to be honest. I didn't look that up, but uh, the book is so far uh, ahead of its time in so many different ways, especially in the science area of DNA and cloning animals and cloning these dinosaurs and everything. And it's so advanced and everything. It's crazy to think that this was made up in the 80s. Um, and the film is so fun. It's so exciting. Of course, you know, Steven Spielberg's stuff just is always like that. And uh, this movie for me came out in 1993. I saw it in Grauman's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. And it just blew me away as a movie. Like, I just thought it was so fun, so exciting. And at the same time, like, on TV and stuff, they were doing all these behind-the-scenes, like, how did we make this type of stuff. And that's when a lot of things clicked for me. Like, oh my gosh, there's this process involved in making these movies. And I knew, of course, those dinosaurs really weren't there. You know, I was nine. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, how did they do that? You know, that's when, you know, one of the first movies were big movies where computer animation was involved and um it was really cool seeing all that process and that's when i really fell in love with movies and the whole filmmaking uh process um and then going back to other book to film or yeah book to film adaptions um i have a couple on my list here that are of course stephen king uh, one of them is The Shining, um, done in 1980 by Stanley Kubrick, who really takes Stephen King's novel and just elevates it to another level um, on film. Um, it's not a completely true adaption of the book, but it definitely does not let it down. It does. He does such an amazing job with it. Um, it just puts on such a creepy factor in it, and it's great. Highly recommend that. Another one is Stand By Me. Uh, which was directed in 1980 or created in 1986, directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, highly recommend watching that. It's such a great movie about you know just childhood and growing up, and that time between your when you're a kid going into a teenager, and it's it's so good and it's such a fun movie as like you know it, it, as a buddy film kind of thing and uh, if you haven't seen that. And I've been meeting a lot of people lately that have not seen it, and especially people that don't even know it's a Stephen King, based on a Stephen King book. Um, I keep recommending that to people. Uh, another book-to-film adaption that I really liked, kind of surprising, <laughs> is Sense and Sensibility, uh, which was written by, um, oh gosh, Jane Austen. 
I had read that book a couple of years ago as part of, with some coworker friends. We decided to go through and try to read Jane Austen books and then watch the movies. And uh, this one actually really was good. Um, I the book I loved. It was really fun. It was a fun read. And then the movie itself was actually really good. And I think it's something that men, women of any age can really watch this and identify with a lot of things in it. And it's it was so much more funny. It was so much more funny than I thought it would be. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. 1995, directed by Ang Lee, written by Emma Thompson, who starred in it. Uh, definitely a great adaption. And last but not least in my little list here is, uh, well, the Harry Potter series. Um, I uh, love those. A huge fan of Harry Potter. And if you're a fan of uh, book-to-film adaptions or if you have any that you'd want to recommend, call in, let me know. I want to hear what you love as well. All right, talk to you later. Hello, welcome back. It's Chris. And on this Wednesday, we are talking about movies. So my next list here that I've uh, made up uh, is having to do with school films, school movies based in uh, or around a school of some sort. It, the reason I picked this was it's back to school time. A lot of people are heading back to school now um, that it's the middle of August, which is weird to me, to be honest. Uh, when I grew up, September, usually around Labor Day is what I remember when we went back to school, but uh, things are different, of course. Uh, so, But anyways, um, back to school films. I picked some movies that kind of I thought would represent different, like, decades. So I picked a movie from the 70s, a couple from the 80s, 90s, and then 2000 uh, that I thought represented kind of that era as well. So in my list here, starting with the 70s, I picked Dazed and Confused, uh, which came out in 1993, uh, but was uh, took place in 1976, and uh, this movie is just, I think it's hilarious, it's just ridiculous and funny and really kind of captures the you know, strangeness of the 70s a little bit. Um, it's the kid, these high school kids that are graduating, or not graduating, but it's the end of their school year, and it's all these juniors that are soon going to be seniors that kind of come in, and uh, they're like hazing kids, and it's all these other different groups of kids just trying to make it through the day, and then that night of kind of partying, celebrating the beginning of summer for them. And there's a lot of stars in it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Ben Affleck, to name a couple that, you know, when you watch it, you're going to be like, if you haven't seen it before, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like this was before they were big. So it's really interesting seeing them in this movie. Uh, for the 80s, I picked two movies. I picked Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which came out in 1982, directed by Amy Heckerling. And then Heathers from 1988, which was written by Daniel Walters. Uh, which you'll realize that name here in just a moment. And so, yeah, I thought those movies really represented kind of the different ends of the 80s, the early 80s, um, you know, with the malls and all that stuff and shopping and hanging out at the, your friend's pool, uh, which, you know, is fairly common, but kids don't really hang out at the mall anymore like they used to in the 80s and early 90s. Um, and Fast Times at Ridgemont High was kind of interesting in that it created a lot of lingo and slang for kids at that time kind of like in the 90s clueless did which came out in 1995 which was also uh, directed but also written by amy heckerling who directed fast times at richmond high so um really fun movies there and then i picked for the 2000s mean girls which uh, came out in 2004 written by tina fey um 
That was directed by Mark Walters, who is the brother of Daniel Walters, who wrote Heathers in 1988. So kind of a fun little loop there of people doing film, teenage-based movies. Um, but yeah, those, I think, really represent those different uh, time frames in which they came out. Some of my favorite movies there. And then kind of uh, some other random movies I picked that I just thought are really great that have to do with school and such. Uh, one of them is uh, Breakfast Club, of course, from 1985. Uh, another uh, really great movie just about like kids and cliques and stereotypes and things like that. Um, Election, which came out in 1999, is another favorite of mine. Uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, Renee or Reese Witherspoon, sorry, Reese Witherspoon, um, are fantastic in this. Reese Witherspoon is completely insane in this as Tracy Flickman. Definitely recommend seeing this if you haven't. So bizarre, so funny, uh, and ridiculous. And then another movie on a more serious note, uh, I picked was School Ties, which came out in 1992. Um, a more serious subject matter about a Jewish student coming to a private school, um, and kind of, uh, having kids turn against him when they realize that the, he is Jewish, um, is one of the first movies that I saw that kind of dealt with something like that, uh, when I was a kid when I saw it, and, um, kind of brought to realization, you know, how people are bullied, and so, really great film, definitely, you know, doesn't, even though it takes place, I want to say 50s, maybe 60s, I think it's 50s, um, definitely, does not lose its spark nowadays like you can watch it it's still really great definitely resonates um so yeah let me know call in what are your favorite back to school movies or f films that have to do with school i want to know let me know call in all right so the song that you just heard was moving in stereo by the cars um, I picked that because it's from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The song's used in that iconic scene of Phoebe Cates coming out of the pool. And you've got uh, Judge Reinhold in the bathroom kind of uh, fantasizing, <laughs> to make it G-rated, uh, fantasizing about her and how she comes out of the pool all sexy-like and everything. And then, you know, undoes her bikini top. Uh, but it's a very iconic scene in, uh, you know, teen high school movies and such. And uh, that song was just so perfectly picked for it. And, um, you know, thinking back to movies and soundtracks and things like that, um, I've always loved collecting... Uh, the soundtracks from movies as a as a kid that I didn't get like the CDs for like a band or a group or something like that I usually got movie soundtracks um, because um, I was either in love with like the score of the movie or the songs that they put into that movie to uh, tell the story and everything and so uh, I always loved that. I thought it was, you know, I would get like a good mix of songs and stuff uh, other than, you know, sometimes I would get that band CD and then be like, okay, I like three songs on this, but then there's like nine other songs that I'm like, uh, I don't really care. So soundtracks were always a really fun thing for me. Uh, if you're kind of that same way, if you, you know, uh, anyone else out there into, you know, soundtracks and stuff, you know, let me know call in uh i want to hear you know what are some of your favorite movie soundtracks out there uh what soundtrack out there had you know kind of an impact on you maybe i know 
a soundtrack that I just thought, and it was only the score of the movie, um, that I thought was just so great, and I could just, like, pop it on, and it would just kind of take me to another place, and that soundtrack was the score for Titanic. Uh, that score was just so great, and, um, so memorable and in a way iconic you know the way it sounded and um it just really transported you and it was one of my favorites um and it was so weird because i remember like people being like really like you have the soundtrack and i'm like why not have you listened to it (laughs) so uh yeah call in let me know um if you're into movie soundtracks too or you know maybe there's a song that you heard in a movie at some point that just uh you know kind of did it for you maybe that's uh that song just like flipped switch in you with that movie um let me know i want to hear about it 